So Corey and I are going to talk about uh, the things that, that uh, we've been doing together for the past couple months now uh, from a partnership standpoint. But we're, I'm also, uh, we're also going to be announcing one of the big things that we've been uh, working on uh, that, that is going to be a big announcement that we're going to be doing in, in a couple slides. So stay tuned for that. So um, if we go back a slide, um, one of the things that uh, I want to do is introduce and welcome Corey to the stage. Uh, so, Corey, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and the perspective you'll be coming in uh, from t for today. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, so, my name is Corey Sanders. Uh, I am the uh, general manager of Compute in the Azure team. Uh, so, my responsibility in the Azure team is all of the um, uh, infrastructure products, so virtual machines, uh, but also a lot of our platform products, uh, containers, um, and uh, the platform services, and then, of course, the partnerships uh, around that. Um, I do have, uh, half of my team is, is the Linux team, and half of my team is, uh, is the, uh, is the Win Windows team for that infrastructure platform. Um, and this is for global Azure. So this is uh, uh, worldwide Azure support, uh, of which, of course, government is a, is a major part. Um, one thing probably to start off with, I think, uh, as we sort of heard a little bit uh, during the initial announcement, maybe to address the, the elephant in the room, or, or the donkey in the room, I don't know, who, it's, it's kind of a <laughs> tough, tough week for that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, to address the elephant in the room, why is Microsoft on stage talking, one, with Red Hat, and, and two, about open source? It turns out I'm actually at the wrong conference, so I'm no, just kidding. Uh, no, so, um, you know, there's a few things that I'll say about that just to kind of kick off. One, um, you know, I think uh, open source, I, I, I've been sitting and listening and enjoying all the sessions so far, and, you know, all of the things that I heard this morning uh, really resonate strongly with Microsoft when it comes to open source. Um, uh, uh, first, I'll say um, uh, just the uh, ability to work with community, the ability to work back uh, and, and give back uh, solutions and technologies and, and grow together. That's a really important aspect for us. Uh, some great examples. We've actually um, uh, contributed all of .NET Core now uh, to open source, and we're seeing a huge amount of uh, growth in that platform thanks to the, thanks to the community there. Um, and even one exciting stat, we're actually, Microsoft is now number one for uh, uh, contributors to open source projects on GitHub. Uh, so if you can believe that, uh, that's, um, that's a pretty exciting, exciting stat for us. And then I think the other thing, which, which perhaps um, is both good and, and maybe not necessarily what you want to hear about, but it's also really important for our business. Um, and this is sort of a little bit where the rubber hits the road. Uh, we actually, on the Azure side, 60% um, of, our, of our new VMs that are being created are on Linux, and one out of every three VMs uh, on Azure are now Linux as well. And so this is a, this is a core part of our business moving forward. Um, and that's just, of course, the Azure side you, you, across uh, development platform, uh, data platform, so on. It's really a major part of our of our. Uh, of our requirements moving forward. So, um, so anyway, that was a really long introduction. So now you know what I do and what I believe in. Yeah, well, that's great, and that's what I think. Whether it is within the government uh, or in industry, you know, Microsoft, the, the whole thing with Open First, um, it's uh, open source is one, and and that is the engine that really drives innovation in the industry as well as in the government. So let's go over the next slide, and we, what we want to do is, you know, we've announced a, a partnership. Uh, couple months ago about all the different areas where we've been working and what Corey and I are going to do is walk through each of these core components and phrase things in the context of what's in it for the government agencies and our partners and, and integrators out there that, are, are, uh, that want to work together with us. So let's just go through, we'll start off with the first one about 
uh, Red Hat and, and Microsoft. So Microsoft has joined the Red Hat uh, cloud service provider uh, platform, certified uh, CCSP, certified cloud and service provider platform. So what, what are some of the benefits of wanting to uh, join that for Microsoft and, and what's in it for the government and uh, customer? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, obviously, it enables cloud access, right? And so what you can do is uh, you can take your subscriptions that you've got uh, already for, for Red Hat Enterprise Linux, um, uh, OpenShift, uh, uh, and so on, and be able to take those and deploy them into Azure uh, directly. And so it offers a lot of that, that hybrid capability that, that uh, you know, we've seen a lot of customers get really excited over. Uh, you know, no one is moving, whether government or, or uh, industry outside, is moving completely wholesale into the cloud. We're seeing a ton of this hybrid approach. Um, and so being able to move these, these capabilities around, uh, especially with such a powerful product like Red Hat, uh, Enterprise Linux, or OpenShift, is, is really, really great. Uh, and it enables uh, that flexibility that we're seeing everyone really demand. And so that's one of the, one of the aspects, of, probably the biggest aspect of that program. Yeah, yeah and I, I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing with hybrid uh, is so, so important because uh, the reality is, is that, you know, even though there's the mandate for cloud first and everything, you're not going to shut down your ERP system or, and just forklift everything into the cloud. Uh, I would say either it's going to be a very long time until everybody's in the cloud and you're still probably going to have stuff on premise. So having that hybrid approach is really important. And what cloud access provides to you is that ability where you don't have to worry about guessing right in terms of how many subscriptions am I going to put in the in you know on-premise versus a cloud, and uh, so what people could do is use cloud access, get their subscriptions, um, put them on Azure, and as they become more and more successful in the public cloud, they can accelerate the adoption at their own rate without having to to call anybody. They just they just go ahead and move those subscriptions. So that's exactly. that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. And I think, you know, when you look uh, at those offerings, of course, that's all of uh, Red Hat's products being deployed on top of Azure. The, the sort of the second box here is uh, sort of the fact that this was a bi-directional uh, partnership, right? We also uh, announced support for uh, Windows to be supported on top of um, uh, Red Hat OpenStack platform and, uh, and the virtual, uh, Red Hat virtualization uh, as well. And so you can now run Windows on top of those platforms um, in a fully supported way. So that bi-directional support, again, it comes back to that hybrid story. Uh, uh, really the only way to do sort of trusted hybrid is sort of the combination of these products. Yeah, and that's, that's I think, which goes into the, the third one where we, uh, you know, it, it has to be that bi-directional relationship where uh, you don't want to call uh, Red Hat and say, oh, I'm running a Windows guest, and then it's like, you know, people hang up and, you know, think it's a crank call or something. Um, or, you know, the other way, if people call in uh, for Azure support and want Red Hat support, that is also really important. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the support yeah. relationship that we have? Yeah, I would, I would never hang up if you called me, Dave. Um, no, so this, from a support relationship perspective, I mean, one of the coolest things that we do, and it's a very unique thing that, we, that we've done uh, uh, together with Red Hat, it's uh, the only partner we actually do this with, um, is uh, we actually have Red Hat engineers sitting uh, inside our campus. So they're sitting inside Redmond's office, uh, Microsoft offices, uh, to be able to handle support engagement. Um, and this is so important. I mean, it's, the, it's not just a question of, uh, great, so you know, they're, they're a nudge away versus a phone call away, uh, but it's also, it, it breeds a, a lot of uh, engagement, a lot of, again, community even within our teams of, hey, we better make sure that this works great, we better make sure that we're addressing these issues because the guy who's, who's taking these calls is right next, right next door to the guy who's taking the calls from our side, right? And so there's an aspect of making sure that the overall products are just going to really sing together uh, because we do have that, that, level, of, that level of engagement uh, between the two companies. Yeah, and then that takes us into the, the fourth part where... 
you know, we were talking, you know, so one, it's one part to just uh, like, yeah, we'll, we'll agree to answer each other's calls if there's an integration thing. Uh, but we're actually working very closely when it comes to open hybrid clouds, when it comes to technologies like CloudForm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about those efforts that we're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for those who use CloudForm, this is uh, an awesome product for sort of multi-cloud management um, and hybrid management. Um, uh, you know, certainly recognize and expect this to be a multi-cloud world. I think, again, one of the benefits of uh, one of the benefits and sort of requirements of open source is that I make sure that my product's the very best to run these solutions uh, and, and, and make sure that you choose us as your cloud provider because it's the best platform for you to run on, not because you feel like you have to. And, and some of the capabilities that CloudForms brings makes that really easy, right? Makes it really easy for you to go find the best uh, place to deploy, find the best platform, and be able to manage all of it with that single pane. Right? And so, it, again, it, it plays into that hybrid story, but it also gives that multi-cloud story. I'm not going to mention any of the other clouds by name. There are a few out there, but Azure's the only one you really want to use. No. <laughs> we love them all. Uh, yeah, that's right. You have to say that. <laughs> no, but I, and I think the other part of it, and we could, we could talk about uh, uh, one of the things with CloudForms, too, is that uh, with CloudForms being open source, uh, it wasn't... Uh, so the, the upstream project for that is Manage IQ. And it wasn't that Red Hat had to employ the engineers to get uh, uh, platforms to be working with Azure. Uh, Microsoft actually wrote the connector for Azure for uh, Manage IQ. We jointly took it and hardened it and put it into the, the commercially supported product too. So that, that is again that, that part of the GitHub commits that you guys are doing is working in the Manage IQ. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. Um, and the other thing I'd probably add to that is I saw the, the session this morning on Ansible. There's also been a lot of work to make sure Ansible runs awesome uh, on top of the VMs in Azure as well, which of course is all tied into the CloudForms management story. So yeah, absolutely. The, the integrating back and, and, and uh, putting that code back in to make that support great is a big part of our, our principle. Yeah, and one of the other things I think about too, whenever you have a hybrid cloud, um, the, the big benefit that you get is the elasticity to burst into the cloud. And um, the, one of the you know, uh, people ask, oh, well, who's, who's running Red Hat products on top of Azure? And uh, we had the DevNation Federal event back in, in uh, July of this year where uh, you know, we were on stage with Microsoft and Red Hat and we had Noah come up. And one of the things that uh, Noah is using is they're, they're running RHEL on top of Azure. They're using Ansible to be able to do high-performance computing, to be able to burst uh, 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 workloads out onto Azure. And one of their big value propositions for that is that, you know, if you think about uh, an organization like NOAA, you know, there are the things that they're trying to do every day, and it's, it's very predictable projects that they're working on, but there are also crises and emergencies where you need to be able to burst from a, a compute standpoint. Uh, to, and so, you know, one of the things whenever I talk with CIOs, you know, part of it is that, you know, there's this, you know, they want to have 100% utilization of every dollar that they invested. If they do that, that means they have zero elasticity, right? So, but if you're able to take advantage of the cloud, you can max out what's going on on-prem, but also be able to go out into, into, the, um, uh, into the public cloud to be able to do those bursty 
workload. So what are some like other elasticity uh, benefits and all that, that that you can get by having that hybrid model? Yeah, it, it, you know, it turns out this is actually uh, even broader outside of government. Probably the biggest uh, usage case or, or sort of rationale for using the cloud, or at least starting in the cloud, which is that agility. Uh, you know, I think there's certainly a cost aspect to it. There's certainly a, um, you know, how am I going to do the same thing I'm doing today but for less? But there's even more excitement and energy around the opportunities for innovation. The, the fact that, hey, previously you had to say no to a project because you didn't have the hardware available, right? It, it wasn't easy for you to go acquire that. It was hard to get it set up and configured. Um, now there's certain aspect of, you know, the cloud enables you to say yes to everything, give everything a try. Um, uh, and even if one out of ten things work, you're still not paying the cost of having to fund that for two, three, four years. You, you gave it a shot. It didn't work. You kill nine of them. You get that one nugget. Great, right? That's that's a whole new project, a whole new way for you to go, uh, for you to go, uh, you know, improve your customers' experience and so on. Um, and so I think we're seeing that across the board, all industries. That's really driving it. And the cloud, of course, is the beginning, as I think we'll talk about here a little bit in the next slide. And sorry to steal the thunder a little bit. Um, you know, containers takes it even further, right? And I think that we're seeing, you know, containers plus cloud are adding an additional level of agility um, uh, that is really enabling incredibly fast deployments and solutions and time to market which you know is important in any industry no matter what you're doing getting that solution out trying it and and you know failing fast or succeeding fast uh, is really really important and, and that's what we're seeing uh, out there pretty much everywhere yeah and I, I think like to build upon that I think that the uh, elasticity that the cloud gives you it lowers the cost of failure yes right where it's like like you could do those 10 things nine of them fail that's okay but if you get that one billion dollar idea it pays for that and that's more. right yeah. yeah, it turns out marketing lowering the cost of failure is not as good of a marketing pitch, but it's exactly right. I mean, that, that actually is really the right way to think about it, uh, but probably just don't quote me on that one. Yeah, yeah. But, but also it creates that culture, right, yeah. from a culture standpoint right. where it's, it's okay to, you know, it's like if, if you don't get up to, you know, you've got to have the at-bats if you're going to hit the home run. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. So let's let's look at the the last uh, bullet here too, where you know it's like if somebody would have told me I'd be on stage with Microsoft talking about .NET and SQL Server running on top of RHEL, I would have thought it was like a prank caller. Um, <laughs> but but let's let's talk about that a little bit. And, and so what what are we doing there? Yeah. I mean, this is a really exciting aspect of the partnership. Uh, and and perhaps I think you know when we originally started working with Red Hat, probably one of the most interesting parts of the conversation was how do we get uh, .NET, which which uh, back in those early days we knew we were planning to. Uh, to open source, um, and of course back then we did not have the SQL plan, but but we've since now uh, made SQL available on top of Linux in preview, um, and it's just such a great opportunity to sort of do this, uh, you know, I think you call it lasagna, I, I call it parfait, I like parfaits better than lasagna, um, but there's this layering opportunity that's just really great, right, you can get um, uh, sort of at the top, you can, you can sort of develop to the .NET platform or the SQL platform, uh, then you could imagine layering that on top of uh, Linux, on top of RHEL, uh, as sort of the next layer down, perhaps that on top of Azure, and then all of it managed by cloud forms, and suddenly you've got really sort of the best in breed, top to bottom of the stack, um, and uh, and all all enabled with sort of open source technologies and solutions. So um, uh, it's a really exciting part of the partnership. I think it's it's uh, one of the things we're seeing the most uptake is those those capabilities with .NET and SQL on top of on top of RHEL. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's go to the next slide and let's let's have the the big uh, reveal of, of what we're going to announce. Um, so, uh, as Paul said early uh, today, uh, that there are three public cloud providers that are at bed ramp high, and, and Azure is is one of them. 
But still, whenever you take a workload and you want to put it onto a FedRAMP certified cloud, you need to do the uh, accreditation of that application that lives on top of that. Um, so the benefit of doing it on a FedRAMP cloud is that you, know, you could refer back to the cloud provider in terms of, oh, well, all the security controls are handled and everything. Um, but one of the things that we've been working on uh, over the past couple of weeks is uh, there is a thing called Azure Playbooks uh, or blue, Azure Blueprints, uh, which uh, are security controls that, that help you do accreditation of applications uh, to get them running on, on Azure very, very quickly. And one of the things that we've been doing is, we have the link on GitHub there, is an open source project that uh, Red Hat and Microsoft are working on to get OpenShift to be accredited fast, as fast as possible on top of, of, of Azure. And you, you know, the, the really nice thing about OpenShift and with Cloud Access is that not only can you run OpenShift on top of Azure Public, but also in, in Azure Government right. as well. Mm -hmm. But what the, tell us a little bit about some of the, you know, why why do you want to think about uh, security accreditation and, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, this whole proposal and, and I think the approach uh, with OpenShift on top of Azure is sort of like I mentioned, um, the, this uh, being able to get your applications uh, out and built and deployed and updated in a very agile way. We're seeing this demand across the board. Um, and so, uh, you know, the combination of the Azure infrastructure um, and the scale uh, offered there coupled with uh, container support on top of OpenShift, it enables a really nice platform to be able to bring these things together. But as Dave mentioned, sometimes it can be hard to go put all these pieces together and say, well, now what do I do? I know this part's, uh, this part's got this uh, you know, attestation and, and compliance level and this part. So, so where am I, right? Am I, am I, am I okay to deploy this? And, and the goal with this um, and what we're releasing here is the ability to, to sort of put your mind at ease with that, right? And make it really easy to get to a place where you can deploy these, these great platforms together um, and, uh, and know that you're, you're deploying it in the way you want it to uh, with the compliance you expect. Okay. Yeah, and we're going to be closing out in a second, but one of the signature things that I like to do when I do panels and, and things like that and is I, I ask my uh, uh, fireside chat partner to, uh, if, if people were going to tweet one thing you said today, what would that be? But you think about that for a minute, okay. and, and, and you can play the Jeopardy music now. It's a challenge. Yeah, but, um, but one of the things, that, as, as he thinks about that, the thing to really think about, you know, one of the, the monikers for Red Hat that we, we talk about is tried, tested, trusted. Of you know, I, I think that people trust Red Hat. They trust um, they trust Microsoft for their most uh, mission critical workloads. And I, I think the combination of us working together is just really really exciting. So as we close out, if if people were going to tweet one thing you said today, Corey, what would that be? Okay, here I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. See, um, I think Azure, and then the plus sign to save characters. Azure plus Red Hat Gov. Um, uh, equal, and I, I could say equals love. It's good. It's good. But that's good. But there's so many characters left. If we've learned anything from our presidential candidates, they know how to take advantage of the characters. Um, uh, <laughs> Azure plus, uh, let's say, Red Hat Gov, uh, deploying trusted open source like walking on a cloud. I'm not going to drop the mics. It's not my mic. And that still leaves some room for emojis, so you could still put like. Cats dancing, or whatever you want to. Our heart, uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. I tweet a lot, apparently. <laughs> okay, well, with that, Corey, I want to thank you guys. Uh, thank you for joining. Thank you, thank for having you me. Microsoft, for, for uh, being a, a diamond sponsor of ours. And uh, I'll turn it back to the rest of the program. Thank you all for coming. Enjoy thank the rest so of the Thank you so much.